0: So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Focus Features presents Back to Black.
1: I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know
2: this. I ain't
1: no spy, girl. Like never before.
2: That's my daughter. That's my Amy.
1: Big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th.
0: Presented by
2: AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
0: Ridiculous History is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the show, Ridiculous Historians. Thank you, as always, so much for tuning in. This is Ridiculous History's uh, blue period, sort of, and there's no law Ooh. against that. Does that mean we're going to swear? Does that <laughs> mean we're going to get... We're going we're gonna to tell dirty jokes? <laughs> yeah, we might go... Some naughty <laughs> limericks, perhaps? <laughs> yeah, we'll see what our super producer, Mr. Max Williams, let's Hello. sneak through the edit. Uh, you're Noel... I'm saying yeah. I love uh, I love that you're you're referencing going blue. Can you yeah. uh tell everybody a little bit what that is? They may not know.
2: I, I forget what the actual etymology or the you know provenances of the expression, but it's an old timey comedy term, uh, referring to doing raunchy material. Mm. Um I, I don't I can't for the life of me remember where the blue part comes from, but today we're talking about some other kind of blue parts, uh, blue laws, uh, and we do know where the blue in that comes from, and we're gonna get to it. It's stupider than you might think. And I, I always assumed that blue laws were maybe in some way connected to the concept of, like, blue being a term for bad or, like, you know, naughtiness and mm-hmm. and sin and debauchery, but um, not the case. <laughs> As is often the case, it's something much more innocuous and kind of dull.
0: But the story itself, neither innocuous nor dull. Right, yeah, no, blue laws, if you are unfamiliar with the term, it may be that you live outside of the United States, or maybe you don't live in an area where blue laws are a thing, but blue laws are often seen as these kind of puritanical stipulations, right, these policies Mm -hmm. that are meant to target vices or leisure or just having a good time. And a lot of what we would call blue laws or some descendant thereof are still on the books today. Now, full disclosure, the three of us usually record Ridiculous history from the fair metropolis of Atlanta, Georgia, which is in the southeastern United States, which has a little bit of a reputation both in our country and abroad.
2: It does. And before we get into that reputation, I just have to point out, I was looking for where blue comedy came from. Oh, and shit. it's associated with the word ribaldry. Mm-hmm. You know, the ribald humor is another word referring to kind of bawdy or or raunchy comedy. And on the Wikipedia page for it, mm-hmm. there's a picture of just a man like and a woman like you'd see on a, on a bathroom door, like the kind of like little stick figure. Mm-hmm. And one has a heart on the woman's chest. And the other is a heart on the man's uh, swimsuit area. And I guess that is, <laughs> that is a graphic depicting what a sexual joke might represent. Mm-hmm. It's like, you talk about it up here or down there. That's, best, eyeball baby. That's blue. And we don't go blue in this town. And and that's the case. We we do go blue, though, in, in many towns in Georgia. These laws, a lot of them have been phased out, but I had an encounter myself that I think would be a good uh, mm-hmm. tone setter here. It was on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember how it happened, but a wall got punched through in a okay. rental property. I don't remember exactly what led to that, but we all of a sudden needed to fix it very quickly. And so we went to Walmart, which was open, and we made it all the way to the checkout and we had like some some you know wall fix and stuff mm-hmm. and they wouldn't sell it to us on a oh. Sunday. And I'm like, wait a minute. What I don't understand. <laughs> and they had to explain to me what blue laws were. Because it's not just alcohol prohibition on Sunday, right?
0: Which a lot of people assume, uh-huh,
2: as as I did. It's 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 all kinds of other stuff. It's anything that would cause you to not treat the Lord's day as a proper day of rest and and repose and you know
0: holiness. And uh, this coming from a very Christian culture at the time, they thought of Sunday as the Lord's day. That's right.
2: That's right. As opposed to Saturday, the Sabbath,
0: right. the true the true Sabbath, yes. Right. So uh, also one other note about Blue Laws, uh, we did find the etymology there. No, I was looking at the same thing, the story that you hear most often is a guy named Max Miller, a comedian from the very, like, from the early 1900s. He apparently made the phrase up because part of his act was that he would have two books. One that was a white book. Those are the family-friendly jokes. Right. And when there was a blue book and he would ask the audience to choose which jokes they wanted to hear. I don't know if that's true. And then it became
2: the Kelly blue book from there on. And it had just, you know, uh, resale prices for
0: cars and the rest was history. And those Um, are hilarious again today. You see, comedy is cyclical.
2: Yeah, because they're uh, outlandishly incorrect. No one's getting anywhere close to anything approximating a Kelly blue book value on reselling your car. I'm glad we cleared that up. That, mm-hmm. That's helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, back to the Blue Laws. Where did that name come from? Why don't we just get that out of the way since we're talking about the origins of blue things?
0: Yeah, so this is actually an old idea. It's not It's not as if a bunch of uh, Puritans in the U.S. just had a bad day. There were restrictions of this sort all the way back to the 1200s in England, and colonial settlements were sort of redoing or adapting similar laws in their own time. And then the early blue laws as a result in New England were pretty extensive. They banned all sorts of stuff. I love you to point out it's not just alcohol, it's hunting wearing shirt sleeves that are overly lacy and so on. And then these laws got kind of grandfathered in. They became legacy laws as the Union and the United States became a thing. We think the name itself, to your question, uh, most likely derives from a guy named Samuel A. Peters, who wrote A General History of Connecticut in 1781. Spoiler, it's not a huge, you know, edge of your seat <laughs> kind of, kind of book. let wait for the movie to come out. I hear the adaptation's gonna slap. I think they got um, Yahoo Sirius out of retirement for this one. And hey,
2: if they can make <laughs> a movie about the Cocaine Bear, I think right. they can probably make a movie on Samuel A. Peters' General History of Connecticut.
0: <laughs> right, right. It's it's a it's inspired by. It. It's a loose reworking. There are a lot more robots in uh, in the script, but and hopefully, a Cocaine Bear. Yeah, well, I mean, that guy is blowing up. His career is, uh, he's the next Keanu, honestly. Um, so this, in this thing, the general history of Connecticut, the author claims to list all the Sabbath regulations of New Haven, Connecticut, and the book itself, this is how simple it is, is printed on blue paper. But mm-hmm. that that isn't 100% the proven origin, right? There are some other accounts.
2: And before, lest anyone uh, pounce on me, I was half-joking when I referred to Saturday as the true Sabbath, because obviously different religions recognize the Sabbath on different days. It is the biblical Sabbath, though, Saturday.
0: Yeah, i I think, I hope that everybody knows we're joking on things like these there's i mean it's just gonna ruin our fun if we have to say there probably aren't a bunch of robots in uh, a history of connecticut in the film adaptation which mm-hmm. is by the cohen brothers and they do have javier Bardem playing at least uh one robot there's at least one robot he's in-
2: integral to the plot i would have cast him as the cocaine bear personally but that's just me By some accounts, yes, you're correct, Uh, Britannica uh, uh, mentions that it was a blue wrapping rather than the paper itself, like some sort of jacket, I guess. Uh, I'm I'm picturing a file folder that's blue. I don't know what, what really a wrapping is that accompanied printed documents in the late 18th century. And there is some indication that it may actually be connected to that version of blue we were talking about earlier. Uh, That ribaldry, you know, that body naughty kind of behavior, humor, humor, you know, things that you might have read about in the Canterbury Tales, for example: adultery, fornication, blasphemy,
0: alcohol consumption, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. chewing tobacco, right, dancing, and listening the violin listening to the violin uh yeah basically
2: na- the movie footloose is about blue laws mm.
0: <laughs> uh, The Uh it definitely has a blue law vibe to it i guess uh-huh. dirty dancing too we got to thank sarah l ziegler over at middle tennessee state university shout out to you middle tennessee for some of the alternate versions there we may not know the Um, specifics of how blue laws became a thing in the United States or the etymology thereof but we do sure as heck know what they did So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Noel, do you remember your favorite car? and more of everything. Limited time special offers await at avalonwaterways.com. They were pretty strict and like you said they their their whole thing was to preserve what they saw as the religious sanctity of Sunday and forbid people from working on this mm-hmm. holy day. Now, of course, a lot of other like other religions And belief systems have similar proscriptions. You know, like uh, in Judaism, there's the idea that one is not supposed to work on uh, Saturday, right, on the Sabbath. That's so right. yeah. This didn't come out of a vacuum, is what I'm saying.
2: No, but it also is like imposing it on everyone, whether yes. you're a Christian or not. Yeah, pre-separation part- of yeah. church and state. Uh, well, yeah. fa- fair enough, you're right, this is the, the, the mid to late 1700s. So, yeah, th- and it was also up to the determination of a judge without a trial by jury as to whether someone was guilty of breaking these these uh, these blue laws
0: mm-hmm. yeah things like married persons must live together or be imprisoned <laughs> <laughs> just the only options huh? yeah you would just I guess you would uh, I'm picturing some guy just saying I need to be at work a lot or I need to be on uh, traveling for work a lot maybe this is the origin of the traveling salesman in the U.S.
2: As long as you check back in once a month, you're still technically living together. That is my determination as the judge of this case. But also, yeah, what, what about uh, people living together unmarried? I bet that was frowned upon too,
0: wasn't it? Mm, yes, that was that was most verily frowned upon. Uh, living did, in sam that's what they mm-hmm. call that. It did not create a... a a smiling countenance in the judge uh, <laughs> why am I picturing this judge with like a puritan's
2: hat and just like a perma frown very beginning of fists, the witch is yeah. uh-huh. the beginning
0: of the witch maybe in the crucible too uh, there are some things that are pretty bothersome the selectman on finding children ignorant may take them away from their parents and put them into better hands I'm at sure. the expense of the parents
2: Whoa! What are what better hands like an orphanage? What, what are we what talking? Are,
0: what does the ignorant mean at this time? Ignorant might mean that they cannot quote specific passages of, of the, the Bible. Bible, right? Oh my! This is so. Your wow. three-year-old has not memorized the entirety of the Book of Matthew. It will be fifty gold pieces for us to take your child away. Yes, yeah, so or cast you're a witch, him
2: into the wilderness, yeah. or
0: you are a witch hundred percent. No, I I really
2: do want to, this is obviously for another time, but dig deeper and find out what better hands meant. Probably either the care of the church to some, I bet it was all about religious education to your point, Ben.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because these were, uh, you know, in in a very real way, the colonies were theocracies at times, right? At least the way the government worked or the local community government.
2: Well, again, we see, we do see that in The Witch. You know, the very first scene, it's like about... Well, actually, The Witch is kind of funny because uh, the, the characters in The Witch or the father figure, uh, he was too hardcore. He right. was so devout that he was too devout for... He was too pure for the Puritans. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yo, you got to tone it down a notch or, <laughs> yes. or get out.
0: They have the chill... They, they ask him... To take a, uh, they ask him for a vibe check and just yeah. to be more chill. And he says, You guys I have are, no chill. Yeah. He said, You guys are basically idolatrous That's humans. Right. We never find out the specific doctrine to which he objects, but it, it is very strongly implied that it's a small thing, but he's so crazy about it. He's disrupting the community. He's the problem. Yeah, the oh, exactly. Like, like he's shouting at
2: people in the streets. And again, you got to I mean, wow, how hardcore must you be for like the Puritan faith not to be hardcore enough for you?
0: I bet it was one of those things like from the um, that excellent book, A Year of Living Biblically. I bet it was one of those things of wearing like two different fabrics at the same time. You know, one, one of those Old Testament things that a lot of people have ignored.
2: Yeah, the hair shirt
0: kind of, which is the the
2: scratchy garment that causes you to constantly be uncomfortable, therefore
0: in in deference to God. And to be fair, that guy had great hair in the witch. Was he a great person? No, but he did have good hair. Uh, So let's be honest, despite the fact that a lot of people associate blue laws today with more conservative areas of the American South. The reality is that laws like this existed in all the colonies, all the, all the European colonies in the United States, and most of them just fell out of use after the American Revolution. People had bigger fish to fry, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But blue laws, specifically the ones regarding the st- sale of alcohol still stayed on the books until some of them until the 21st century and their influence persisted. That's from Britannica, but we should also, we should also say one thing Britannica doesn't mention just to keep it a hundred percent with everybody. There are a lot of laws quote unquote on the books. Oh, I was about to say don't, yeah. don't matter and are never enforced. And, and some of those are literally just kind of like, Oversights. It's
2: not like anyone is like, we got to keep these around because we care so much if people, you know, uh, use profanity in front of a lady or spit on the sidewalk, you know, but it just ends up, they just kind of get, they stick around. We know the wheels of government move pretty slowly. And sometimes things just kind of, if they're not applicable, then Mm -hmm. there's really no concern about leaving them. But that part of the blue law certainly was applicable because it specifically refers to a detail of commerce, you know, something Mm. you can and can't sell and when you can and can't sell it. So even if it was a bit of a remnant, I think it was obviously left quite intentionally. You know, there was thought behind leaving that
0: one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's You know, that's a really good point because I think almost everybody in the United States has uh, a couple of examples of laws that used to be on the books and maybe still are, but aren't enforced. Personally, for me, I like the ones that are so specific, it sounds like it happened once and freaked people out. Like one guy was a jerk about it. In Missouri, for a long time, there was this, it might still be a law, that specifically says you can't drive down the highway with an uncaged bear in your car. The bear must be caged. So (laughs) this, um, and then you have to share the road with cows and places like Farmington, Illinois. Oh, and uh in Orlando, Florida, this is true. Uh if you park your elephant at a parking meter, you still have to pay uh, you still have to pay the fee the way you would for a car or any other. Vehicle. Obviously. So, somebody, a, did someone go to court for that? That's just a matter of
2: decorum, <laughs> if you ask me. You that's know, just decent manners. Team. Yeah. And I mean, we'll get to some more of these later, but there are still some absurd blue law type deals that mm-hmm. remain on the books. And one of my, I think my favorite ones is that, like, in Wisconsin, like, all cheese is required to be delightful or something like that. Mm-hmm. Max, I think yeah. you, if you found this one. Yeah. What was it?
1: <laughs> oh. Giving credence to his reputation as America's Dairyland, Wisconsin law demands that all cheese and butter. Be produced in the state to be highly pleasing.
0: Oh no! Oh oh boy! That you know, and that was terrible news for the shit cheese company of Wisconsin, (laughs) 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 or for blue cheese.
2: Ew! Am I right? Blue Blue cheese is
0: great. Yeah, I love blue
2: cheese too. But you know, people have a real uh, axe to grind with blue cheese.
0: (sighs) Look, if you're eating cheese. You've already crossed the line. You certainly and have. And become Why an not? ally of yes. bacteria. Why not go further into the darkness, you know?
2: See what lies beyond. I'm Curtis Curtis. Let's be honest.
1: Cheese. Ranch dressing on wings, that's like the training wheels. Blue
0: Cheese is doing it right.
2: Yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%.
0: I got to say, for a guy who doesn't personally like ranch, I know way too much about its origins. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's yeah, It's each their own. I, I agree with you though, Max. I'm I'm team blue cheese. It is the inferior dipper, no question there. The also, we're gonna have
1: a ranch episode now coming up. Oh yeah,
0: I could do that one. Off the top. I'm 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 with you, Ben. I'll be here. <laughs> I'll
2: be your ranch
0: hand. <laughs> oh, there it is. Worth it. We know about I, I we've talked about ranch at do Uh shout out to our friends uh over on Saver, uh Annie Reese and Lauren Vogelbaum. Uh we should have them back over at some point. Yeah. So okay. Uh there's a big question here. Blue laws which, again, the alcohol part particularly became important as there were temperance movements and as prohibition is going into into and out of fashion. One of the big questions about blue laws pertains to the First Amendment. Everybody knows, or everybody should know, that in the U.S., the First Amendment specifically, specifically states you cannot make laws about an establishment of religion. That's our separation of church and state. For anybody who, well, this is an audio podcast. You can't see. It. I did a really cool hand thing. But it was good. It was it was I like think, a magic man. trick. Yeah, <laughs> here, it's it's a magic trick for people as simple as me. No,
2: and here is the church, and then when you look through, yeah, it looks like something In a
0: body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. And Max, you're doing uh you're you're cleaning the uh I'm calling HR inside <laughs> of, of your thumb and pointer finger. I'm doing
1: something that Blue Laws would very much
0: not allow me to do.
2: No, especially not on the Sabbath.
0: Mm, yeah. So that's the problem, right? Designating Sunday as a Sabbath or holy day and restricting what people can do on that day, even if yeah. they don't subscribe to that religion, uh, it means that Sometimes people will say arguably favoring, but I think it just it bluntly means in no uncertain terms that these laws are imposing Christianity on other belief systems or on people with other belief systems. That's right. I go back to my very reasonable need to fix a hole in the wall
2: uh, mm-hmm. before my landlord got a gander at it, and uh, I could argue that this adherence to, to this, uh, you know, religious practice that I do not subscribe to
0: was effing my my ass up. Yeah, and so these laws constantly come up in court. Right, various people have a problem with them. And uh, their problems are valid. So you'll see these things, sometimes called Sunday laws, always be the subject of various court cases throughout the 1800s, the first half of the 1900s, until the Supreme Court weighs in in a 1961 case called McGowan versus Maryland. What was going on with this one? A good question indeed, and when we
2: will do our best to answer right now. The Supreme Court. Uh, In fact, ruled on uh, McGowan versus Maryland in 1961. uh, The case was filed by employees of a giant like big box type department store um, who were fined for doing their job. And this is very similar to my situation, Uh, selling things like floor wax and toys on Sunday in violation of state law. And almost like uh, accused it of being a recruitment tool Mm -hmm. in a way, you know, because if you can't work on Sunday, if you're prevented from plying your trade at the department store or wherever, guess you might as well join the club, you know. And it really did start to feel
0: like there was a certain sense of othering going on. Yeah. Or uh, proselytization using the power of the state, if not discrimination. And so the court. Said, okay, we get it. We're cool. Don't be fooled by the robes and the fact that we're functionally ring wraiths. They said, we get it. Uh, uh, yes, there are religious origins to these laws, but we think they're constitutional because a lot of the religious language has been removed from the statute. The only thing left is a single reference to Sunday as the Lord's Day, and a lot of restrictions have been lifted. And so Chief Justice at the time, Earl Warren, says these laws are permissible regulations under the state's police power to regulate, quote, "...in the interest of public health, safety, welfare, and morals." And he said, uh, you know, yeah they said, "This is not to make you all obey a Christianity or a certain flavor thereof. this is to make sure everybody takes a day off from the grind to relax, to be mindful, to hang with their family. well, then call it that right, and make it make it be be able to be spent however
2: you wish or whatever day you want." On whatever day you want. Yeah. But again, you know, <laughs> I know. don't get me started on like the work week and, and, and work life
0: balance and four, the all that. Four uh, day work week. The mm. experiments are going very well.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. But again, this is, this, my point is that this,
0: uh, this opinion is disingenuous. I think. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with you. I think it is, I, I think it's a rationalization And it's an unnecessary fig leaf because it's not fooling anybody either at the time. You know what I mean? Um, I could. You know what's under there. Yeah. You know what's under that leaf. Right. I could break out uh, my Ouija board and attempt to speak with Justice Warren, but uh, I'm not going to do it because I'm sure there's a blue law against it. You played yourself, Judge. Anyway, yeah. uh, (laughs) 100%. I mean, you know, can you? A Ouija
2: board, is it a toy? Or is it a uh, a tool of Satan? You know, or is it floor wax? Or is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is very unclear. Um, people are really freaked out by Ouija boards. I had a guy come to my house to do some repair work, and I have a Ouija board uh, welcome mat. Oh and yeah, he like didn't step on it. He he was like he looked at me, and he wasn't joking. And he was like, "That's scary." And I was like, "Oh, it's just for Halloween." And he kind of thought it was cool. We left He's, Like, it's
0: not cool, man. <laughs> he was
2: like, almost didn't come into my
0: house. Uh, I I think those are I, I think those are cool, but also I'm very skeptical about it. So to me it's like 100 look in the science. people, uh, people put I, a lot of stake in them. If there's one way to finally transcend the mortal veil and communicate with the dead, is it a mass marketed board game by Hasbro? Is it? Is it really? Tell us if we're wrong. Anyway.
2: And who they buy the patent from, by the way? Satan.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Uh, In the form of Parker Brothers. Yeah, they inherited it. But, okay, uh, you may be living in a part of the world where these laws were formerly on the books, and hopefully you're already thinking about your favorite ridiculous laws of yesteryear, but you also might live in a place where they're still around. The very last statewide full-day restriction on any kind of commerce uh, was in North Dakota. It was repealed in 1991. And for a bit of perspective, I think we should add here, the population of North Dakota is still, in the entire state, it's still under 800,000 people. So very few people, relatively speaking, were affected by that. The only place – there's one place in the U.S. where I guess you could call it general retail is still banned on Sundays. It's uh, Bergen County, New Jersey, and that's because the local community likes it that way. In the same way that uh, you'll still see
2: maybe not just in the South but definitely in in some parts of, of the South near us, Things called dry counties, which uh just you know supersedes the whole blue law thing entirely and just makes it you can't buy liquor at all uh there, mm-hmm. but usually the workaround to that is that you just drive into the next county and buy it and bring it back. We always try to do this when we rent like cabins you know mm-hmm. you go out to Blue Ridge and get one of those cool cabins, and you gotta get your booze on the way and make sure you stock up because 'cause you're not gonna be getting any more without driving you know maybe you know ten or fifteen miles Ugh, dry counties.
1: Yeah, to jump in here, this actually reminds me of our uh, infamous cabin trips, Noel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember one year we went up and look, the day after we went and got lunch and we couldn't get you know anything to drink. The year later, we were like getting flights of whiskey. That's These right. Blue laws are changing. It's, it's that, how it is.
2: Well, I think we were a little closer though. We had we had passed we out of have, the yeah. dry county at that point. That's a really good point. And by the way, we need to we need to revitalize that uh, tradition with the ridiculous history family. You yes. know, with 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 you and me and, and and my lady friend and Ben and and his lady friend and we'll you know Casey
0: Pegram, uh, Jonathan Strickland can even come.
2: What do you think? Uh, and then we can all hot tub together. <sighs>
0: He's still banned from a couple of counties. And I, I say this as his friend, he earned it and he knows what he did. So, in all uh, cabins,
2: he's he's he can't you mention that guy's name in a cabin rental situation. They will they
0: will ban it's you, like which has flipped. Mm-hmm. It's like yep. a switch has flipped. It's it's the first time I have ever recognized someone from a wanted poster at a cracker barrel.
2: Yeah, it was even all old timey and sepia toned, and had yes, the, like kind of yeah.
0: brand looking font on it. <laughs> He's, you know, Jonathan does listen to the show occasionally. I think when people tell him that we're we're mentioning him. Well, we did suggest last week that if we were caught on a
1: desert island or on a boat, we would eat him first. That was my idea. Yeah, yeah, we'll keep him around just for that reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I stand by that. I don't find that to be that
0: controversial of a statement either. I think most people would agree. Jonathan's very healthy too. You know, he's a Mm -hmm. pescatarian. So we're getting a lot of bang for our buck. Definitely. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes. You heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Noel, do you remember your favorite car? I miss it. So, uh, the Monte Carlo was tough. I had a series of Monte Carlos and the last one. God bless it. I just, I, I had to learn a lot about car maintenance just to keep that guy running. But totally. It, it still was like, uh, a, a perfect fit. It's almost like finding your true love. Uh, you know, like when you recently got a car a few years back now. Well, uh, this is where Avalon Waterways comes in. How does waking up to a medieval castle, an ancient cathedral, a rolling vineyard or a charming cobblestone village sound to you?
2: Well, here on Ridiculous History, that's right up our street, Ben,
0: our charming cobblestone street. So I can say it sounds pretty good to me. You're absolutely right, Noel. Avalon Waterways has redefined cruising in so many different ways. They've got the uh, widest opening windows. They've got beds that face the passing scenery. So wherever you go, you have a front row seat to the views of the world. And not only do you wake up in the best staterooms in the entirety of the business, but you're waking up in a new port every day, right in the heart of these amazing historic cities.
2: Ah, Ben, sign me up. Open your eyes to a better view and a different kind of
0: cruising—one with smaller ships, bigger experiences, fewer people, and more of everything. Limited time special offers wait at AvalonWaterways.com. Okay, so it tastes we, like shrimp. We've mm. got to stop speculating about <laughs> cannibalism on our co-workers. This is even worse than your little beep 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 uh hand signal max. call oh, uh, calling HR again. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing I got him on speed dial. Call him. Let him know our, our prop comedy is A plus. So it's too blue. Uh, it's too blue. It's too blue. It's our blue period. We said at the top of the show yeah, in a did. lot of we in a, a lot of states people still enact blue laws. That's why Bergen County is still doing this kind of stuff because the local city and county governments want this thing. The communities want it. And in the 21st century, you'll see that a lot of states that historically had these Sunday laws started to just kind of dial them back. And some of that is due to rising secularism, but more of it is due to economic concerns there's more competition people are busier or they fe- they feel busier and a lot of businesses can af- just simply cannot afford to lose a full day of potential profit
2: I mean, speaking of potential profit, I, I, I and, and how, how are we ever going to forget your Chick-fil-A on Sunday uh, to the tune of uh, Crossroads by Phone yes, Thugs we'll and Harmony? Mm-hmm. But th- that, that's a company that is so committed to the bit that that think of the millions they're leaving on the table. Millions Chick-fil-A, by Chick-fil-A, not Chick-fil-A, being open Chick-fil-A, on, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A,
0: Chick-fil-A, 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 on Sunday. Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A, chick fil On Sunday, on Sunday. On Sunday, on Sunday. Chicken sandwich combo, combo, yeah. combo. Chicken yeah. sandwich combo. It's very good. It's appropriate. it's appropriate. But here's the
2: thing, though. Here's the thing. We have sort of, not glossed over, but I think mm-hmm. we've been somewhat anti these types of puritanical laws uh, affecting people's what you can and can't do. Nobody likes to be told what to do. But what we've kind of been neglecting is, is, a, is a point we touched on earlier mm-hmm. that this is sort of a way of codifying, like, a separation from the work week. Yes. And, you know, in in Europe, for example, nothing's open on the weekend. Nothing. But it's not really a religious thing. Uh, Maybe it is. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, Europe is very steeped in in, in religion as well, you know, historically. Um, So maybe maybe I just don't know the history of that. But I feel like it is ultimately kind of a good thing to have a day where you can't do all the things. We've grown into a society where you can have all the things all the time, and it's just kind of go, go, go all the time. And I do appreciate anything that kind of forces you to take a step back and chill. I just don't like that it's associated with a religious practice. I think it should just be like, hey— this is a day of rest but also it becomes sticky because then you're telling people who who maybe need the money you know for right. for that day that you have to close and that's that could be an issue but in europe they've just been doing it for so long that it just is how it is
0: also in europe people the workers rights are much more robust people oh, are yeah. paid a living wage you know, in, in the United States, this is an apolitical Healthcare statement. Is, folks. Is much more it, yeah. in a, in the United States, if you take out all the PR spin, people are dying because they are poor. The ways to treat them exist. The ways to extend their life and quality of life exist, uh, but due to the way uh, that this country approaches the idea of medicine and health which is very much not the way Europe approaches it or most other developed countries due to that people die if you can live in a world where you are paid a basic living wage and you will not confront bankruptcy if you have any medical mishap then you have the you have more of a luxury you know to to Think about work-life balance, and that's very important. Uh, This is something that I think all of us, uh, Max, Noel, and myself, have thought about as well at length, and we hope you give it some consideration too. Now we're talking about how blue laws have a positive aspect. Um, Labor unions certainly thought so. Right, yeah. Let's go to uh, Lyman Stone out of Vox who wrote this great piece, Why We Need Blue Laws, the Religious Tradition that Sanctifies Life outside of work now where does the union angle come in here
2: well first of all i mean you know we all know that unions are a big fan of of mandated breaks whether Mm. they be food breaks or even smoke breaks and things like that you know if you're working on a union Film, For example, you know, you're 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 mandated uh, to take certain breaks. And in the UK, it's much more adhered to here. Uh, unless you have a union rep on site, you're probably not always going to get your, you know, your little uh, your little 15 or 20 or whatever. Or if you're be, a periodically. Also true. So uh, you could argue that, again, this is another example of like the U.S. not. Really caring about people quite as much as some other countries, but the Supreme Court has ruled over and over again, uh, and even pretty recently that this is these are constitutional. It's okay for the state to prevent commercial activities, even if the days are religious. Because who's to say, kind of, right? Like you can't prove, you know, Sunday is the last day of the week, or, technically, it's the first day of the week. That always kind of messes me up. Um, but you know, it just makes sense that the, the day of rest would be at the end or beginning of the work week. So at this point, it feels like the religious argument has sort of gone out the window, and that's more what the unions lean on uh, mm. is that it, it it imposes a day where you can't force people to work, but that's not really what they do either. It depends on what union you're talking about, like unions for... You know, uh, film workers, again, they're working on Sunday, <laughs> you know, if, if the job requires it. And like you said, Teamsters, been they're working whatever day,
0: you know, uh, is, is the needed mob to tells get the stuff
2: to. to the place. Well, that's also true. <laughs> but, so, um,
0: Yeah, no, it's a good point. It's a good point. And taking it past, um, past just production to unions in general, there's something that a lot of people— might not think about in the U.S. because it's not treated with the importance it deserves, the right to assemble, the right to assemble in a group. Unions like Blue Laws because it carves out this time for people to not have to work, right? And it ensures that people have, as a group, time off together. The state cannot force you to go to a church or a community meeting and it can't force you to hang out with your parents or your in-laws. Thank God, <laughs> You know, but it can force your employer to shut their doors for a day. And Only when,
2: certain types of employers though. That's well, the thing.
0: But they could also, they could technically pursue it further if the state Ooh. so chose. Uh, so this, so this creates this ability to have free time, which is at a premium often in the United States. So you could, uh, so this ups the odds that people might invest in labor movements, so or might invest in brainstorming with their colleagues about better representation and more rights, and so on. It reminds me of the big kerfuffle about voting in the United States. And again, this isn't a political point, but oh, about it's which weird. day of the week
2: they hold it on. I remember making making it a holiday.
0: Right. Yeah. It's weird that it's not a holiday. It's weird that. Um, so many powerful interests have spent so much time making it a pain in the butt to vote and making it archaic. Uh, it's, <sighs> this is for stuff they don't want you to know, but I posit there's a reason. Anyway, so for well, that. Well, well in that Vox article, too, um, it's pointed
2: out that one other reason that unions like the blue laws is that. There is a religious part because they they feel like religion, assembling a church and all that stuff, it encourages kind of community strengthening, you know, and and, 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 and encourages civic behavior like voting because – the labor unions obviously also have political interests and uh this they would see this as a way of getting people on board because if you're surrounded by other people that have like minds uh you can kind of influence them if they're sort of in a voting group kind of you know
0: mhm yeah and really if you boil it down to the most concentrated terms it's drawing a line in the sand and it's saying hey employers you can't have all of my time, right? You can't you can't uh have the mission creep where all of a sudden there's no real time off and the email always has to stay on. Which is why France actually passed a law not too long ago which said <laughs> France passed a law that said uh your employer cannot require you to answer emails past a certain time. Let me get that. Yeah. One.
2: Well, I, okay. I, you know, I, of course, again, because we're from America, uh, I immediately roll my eyes at that as though it were completely unenforceable. But I suppose if there really were a law, you could, in another country where labor is more respected or labor is more respected, really follow up on that. But here, I just don't buy it. I just don't buy that there no, would be any recourse.
0: It would have to happen. All There'd be at retaliation. Once. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There would be retaliation unless it was an enforced law that happened all at once. The French law, uh, which came out, I think, in 2017, required all companies with more than 50 employees to establish hours when staff should not send or answer emails generally after 6 p.m. What a world. Not going to happen in the United States, uh, but the United States is home to a lot of ridiculous laws. We promised it at the top. You know, you guys know it's one of my favorite things. Uh, let's run through a couple. Now, Noel, I think you already, we already mentioned Wisconsin. Uh, maybe we can just jump around. Jump around. Jump around. Uh <laughs> <laughs> jump up, jump up, and get down. Yes, uh, I'm going to add one. That I don't. I don't know if this is on the list, but Florida does apparently or had for a long time prohibited unmarried women from parachuting on Sundays. What happened that Sunday that made that a law? What kind of Helen of Troy launched a thousand parachutes one Sunday afternoon?
2: I don't know. It Just makes me think back to the story we did about inventors dying mid- mid-flight. Maybe they just didn't want to see that happen. Helen of Tampa. I missed I love it. it. There it is. I love it. No, no, no. It's great. Um, and we, you know, I, I think I indicated that this was a, a, a type of blue law. It's not. These are just general weirdo laws. But yeah. The one yeah, about yeah. cheese being delicious. Uh, that doesn't even make sense. as a blue law. But we've got more. <laughs> uh, let's see. We've got uh, in California, uh, it is illegal to build, maintain, or use a nuclear weapon with only within Chico.
0: No, oh, I yeah, yeah, no, that's Any, anywhere, yeah. That's cheap. Anywhere
2: else, fair game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, let's see. Um, <laughs>
2: this next one reads like a frickin' tongue twister rhyme. Mm. A pickle cannot be sold unless it bounces. <laughs> According to a 1948 article, this law became a necessity after two scheming pickle packers tried to sell pickles unfit for human <laughs> consumption <laughs> on mm. the sly. Oh, those pesky pickle packers mm. selling poor quality pickles. To unsuspecting pedestrians.
0: Yeah. Know, yeah, and you can't be. Uh, you can't fake butter in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Anybody who tries to to pass off butter or any kind of is butter oleo or oleo margarine as real butter as the the real McCoy can spend thirty days in the clink. And get fined $625. One mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from the land of our buddy A. How,
2: uh mm-hmm. Andrew Howard. Um, shout out to you, friend of the show. It, it is forbidden to post advertisements. Uh, or mains is where it's from. Also, our buddy Stephen King. He's our mm-hmm. actual buddy. He's our buddy in literature.
0: I think he follows me on Twitter. I can't
2: remember. That's cool. That'd be cool. He follows me um, on Twitter. Does he really? I didn't know. uh it is forbidden, in fact, to post advertisements on another person's tombstone. oh good in the city of Wells. just yeah, wells
0: post, post no bills indeed. Yeah. totally fine in Bangor, Maine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> I bet there's some clever advertisements in Washington State, it is illegal to poach a Sasquatch uh, into specific counties. Uh, in Skamania County, which does sound like a compilation of ska band tracks, in Skamania County, uh, it's been a felony since 1969. And in Watcom County, spelled what.com, uh, or spelled like what.com without the period— uh, the entirety of the county is an official Sasquatch protection and refuge area. That's right. The U.S. has a big a Bigfoot sanctuary, a sanctuary for um, a life form that has not been conclusively proven to exist. It's thoughtful. It is really you know? sweet, you know?
1: I mean, I like the rationale for this one. It is, if Bigfoot exists, they would be part of an endangered species. Oh it's gosh. like, okay, I like hmm. it. I like it. Don't change Washington.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's very... I I like the um, freshman in the dorm awake at 3 a.m. energy of that. Like, hey, guys, you know, the thing is Bigfoot's real. He's, like, endangered, bro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hands off. Hands
2: Hands. off the Sasquatch. Our buddy uh, David Bacara, Uh, again, Mm -hmm. Blue Ridge, just comes up a second time. Uh, Dry County, but uh, home of the what is it called? Destination Bigfoot? No. Um, Expedition. Expedition Bigfoot. An incredible, very high quality uh, Bigfoot themed museum.
0: Um, Really, really seriously. It's like Epcot level cool. And of course, as we said before, folks, we can't wait to hear your favorite former laws or laws that are still on the books and just not enforced. I think at least... Well, I think it's fair to say the three of us, your faithful correspondents, came into today's episode with a bit of an axe to grind against blue laws, and we didn't know whether it was legal to grind an axe in our county, uh, but we (laughs) did in our respective counties. uh, But I think we all came away with more of an appreciation of the positive side of this kind of legislation, as flawed as it might be. And we hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, Can't wait to hear from you. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, uh, our research associate for today's show, in fact, uh, Mr. Max Williams.
2: Yes, indeed, this was a doozy, Max. Uh, Great finds all around. Also, huge thanks to uh, Chris Frostiotis here in spirit. He's Jeff Coates, Jonathan Strickland, Alex Williams, who composed our theme.
0: Yeah, big thanks to the Cohen brothers. Big thanks to Javier Bardem, the cocaine bear. Big thanks to giant robots, whether Gundam or Jaegers. You know, I was just thinking, I... Really wish there would be a third Pacific Rim film. I know it's not, you know, it's it's not exactly intellectual, but uh Was there
2: a second one?
0: There was Pacific Rim Uprising, bro. I didn't see it. Was it was it worth it? Because I yeah. love the first one. Yeah, but it
2: wasn't uh Del Toro though, I don't believe.
0: It uh Ch- Charlie Day is uh in it again. I don't want to spoil it too much, but uh yeah, it's worth the time. They got new robots, new robots, new kaiju. That's what I'm about. Uh, So thanks to making that thing happen, and uh, Noel, thanks to you. Uh, Let's keep going until there is a law banning podcasts. Indeed,
2: we'll see you next time, folks. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.